Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today is Family Forum Fridays, where we address questions submitted by Teach Them Diligently Families. We'd love to hear from you, too. So if you've got burning questions, curious inquiries, or just want to pick the topic of an episode, here is your chance. You can send those questions to podcast at teachthemdiligently.net and let your family's voice be heard on the podcast. I can't wait to dive into your thoughts and make our podcast a true family affair. Tune in every Friday to see if your questions get featured. On today's episode, Rachel Fig is here to help answer a question that we get quite a bit around here, and that is, what are some practical ways to prioritize arts and sports to give our children a lot of different experiences? That question comes in in a variety of different formats, but basically that's what's at the, at the root of it. How do we get all of this extra stuff in, and really why? It's kind of, you know, you kind of want to address why. So we'll be talking about all of that We'll be exploring practical strategies for prioritizing art, sports, and enrichment in homeschooling, so you don't want to miss a moment. This episode is sponsored by the award-winning CSB Explorer Bible for Kids. You can check out that Bible and all the tools that it has to offer your family at teachthemdiligently.net forward slash Explorer Bible. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer bible there is just you're going to be amazed when you see everything that they have put in there the tools that they are giving your kids and and the way that it will really open up god's word to them so go check that out then stay tuned because rachel fig and i will be back right after a short break Rachel, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining us again today. Thank you. I am so glad to be here. Well, I am, uh, as I was looking at the the topic for our conversation this week, I was like, you are the perfect person to deal with this, this question of how can you practically add enrichment subjects, sports, arts, and so on to your, your homeschool and why? And, and that is, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, but can you tell everybody a little bit about what you do kind of, you know, all year long before we dive into you sharing some practical strategies for how others can do it as well? Sure. Yeah, I have a, a program, an online program that covers a lot of these subject areas. And so my whole reason for putting this together was to get expert teachers into the homes of families, of homeschool families, because these are so hard to include. And often you are, you know, trying to find things, find resources and all of that. And it's just difficult. You know, it's these these are not the ones that are open and go <laughs> super easy right. to include. So I do understand the challenge. I do understand that struggle. I'm a music teacher. My background is in music. And I really wanted, of course, my kids to have a music education. And so when we started homeschooling, I was putting all of this effort into teaching that to my own kids. But then when it came to art, I found myself scrambling and I found it really, really hard. So that's something that I'm really passionate about because 
I want, you know, it's just so important for having our kids involved in these classes and involved in these subject areas to really give them that, like you said, a really well-rounded education. Yeah. I just think that that's so, so important for so many reasons. It, it really is. And I think before we start talking about practically how parents can can start incorporating this, I think we need to start down at the at the foundation of why. How do these subjects fit into a missional approach to homeschooling? Why do you see, you know, for you, you said music was important, but you also mentioned art and you, you've got things for sports and STEM and all of these different things. Why are all of these different things important to expose our children to get them some training, even if it's on a very high level, you know, like a a helicopter type level, Mm -hmm. at least giving them exposure to these different things? Yeah, I think that, you know, we always are looking for what are my kids interested in? What are they interested in? Where can I zero in on their natural talents and things like that? But We don't know. We don't know what they're going to be passionate about or where they're naturally talented until they've had exposure in in these areas. And so that's why I really like that very general and broad view of all of these subjects, like taking a very broad and general approach at the beginning, because then you're able to explore a lot of different things and find your kids can find their passions they can find the things that they're that they're curious about and they want to learn more about and they're not going to know that they're interested in things if they're not exposed to it so i think that's that's one side of it is allowing your kids to start discovering what their what their passions may be and giving them an like an entry level into that so it goes beyond that. These these classes, these subjects are really what give our kids a love for learning. They help our kids explore a lot of things in a lower pressure environment. And so they're giving them that starting point and allowing them to jump off. And what ends up happening is they're discovering deeper learning and they're connecting what they've learned to other things that they've learned. And the enrichment areas are just so good about about that, um, giving kids that love for learning because it is the lower pressure. It's more exploration and it helps kids just dive deeper almost on their own, even if it yeah. is parent guided or in some way, but it gives them that starting point to dive deeper and to explore on their own and to really love learning. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's outside of the scope of what a lot of them consider learning, consider school. You know, it's like these are the fun things. These are the interest based things. These are these are outside of the boring stuff like grammar and math that, you know, you're you're able to really step outside of that. And and like you noted so beautifully, once they start finding things that really intrigue them and start pulling on threads and going deeper in some of these areas, it really, truly ignites this love of learning that overflows into all of the subjects, you know, as something inspires them in, you know, literature or history or science or whatever it is, they're much more inclined to start diving deeper in those because we've given them the opportunity to explore these other things as well. Yes, exactly. And I love how you said that, like the pulling on the threads and exploring. And it's even 
what it's doing to their brains. Because you said it's not what we think of as school. And it's when kids are going through these types of classes and they're exploring on their own and they're having to do these things hands on because you if you're doing art it's hands on if you're doing music you're you're doing right. music right stem is all about problem solving um pe is doesn't really you know it's not pe unless you are doing <laughs> right, doing exactly or, or the activity but what you're doing is by actually participating in these things you are activating higher order thinking skills in the brain yeah. so you are practicing higher order thinking, which will carry over to those uh, core subject areas. It will help you in grammar. It will help you in math. But it, we don't see that natural correlation, but it's those kind of behind the scenes skills that your kids right. are learning, right? So I think that that is another really cool thing. That's what they mean when they say studying music makes you smarter. Right. It's not some magical thing. <laughs> it's just you are learning to activate those higher order thinking skills. You're analyzing and you're evaluating very quickly. Is this right? Is this not right? And making adjustments and you're mm. applying your knowledge into new situations and you're even creating your own music or creating your own thing. You know, that's why studying music makes you smarter, as they always say, because you're teaching, you're training your brain in different ways. And that could be done in a very basic way. It doesn't have to be, you know, starting violin lessons when you're when you're two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is, that's so fascinating. I love learning the whys behind stuff like this. The fact that these, the different ways that these kind of what many would consider peripheral subjects are actually enhancing your your brain's ability to think and to process information. You know, even with activity, with physical activity, you know, 20 minutes of exercise, you're thinking more clearly for like three, four hours after that, according yes. to studies. Yeah. And, and yet we're seeing in kind of a traditional school environment, these are the things that they're removing from the, the, the course of study, the music, the art, the PE, the time outside, all of these things that are so critical to helping our kids do better in what we would deem those core subjects. And I'm so thankful that as homeschool parents, we have the ability to really focus in on these and and to to see the results of it. But but they, these are also really relational things, and I I don't want to overlook that element of it. Not only are these really good for helping our kids think and excel academically in other areas, but these are great relational building things. All of these peripheral things we can do together, we can experience, we can grow, we can enjoy really, really important for building bonds among siblings and among parents and children. Exactly. Um, great for building communication skills, too. You know, right. like you have to relate to one another. And you're right, between siblings and towards and, and with parents and children as well, just doing them together and learning to work together, you know, in working together and as partners or in teams, just working to build things together or to create things together. You know, all of that is so, so important. Skills that you need for life and they can be taught in in this fun, engaging way, you know, so it's not, so it's separate from the core learning that we're, you know, that we're doing. And some of that is family style as well. But these subjects are really great for doing it in a more relaxed environment. Yeah, absolutely. 
You know, I think that a lot of people would really do believe that these are important. You know, I think that for most of us, we recognize that this is important. But there are there are a lot of challenges, I think, for families to to focus on these and, and a lot of of stumbling blocks as they're trying to set up. So what are some what are some things that families run into that may keep them from really investing the time and the the focus on some of these extracurricular enriching subjects and how can they overcome them? What do they need to do is shift their mindset, whatever it is, how do they overcome those? Hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break. The award-winning CSB Explorer Bible for Kids helps kids place God's Word in the middle of God's world. Within its engaging, full-color pages, kids will interact with the people, places, and things of the Bible and God's creation. Fascinating images, illustrations, timelines, and study helps show archaeological evidence, introduce key characters, explain new concepts, and help kids experience the wonder and truth of the Bible. QR codes placed throughout the Bible bring educational videos, discussion questions, and activity pages to life, helping kids apply key truths of the Bible to real-world experiences. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer Bible to get your copy now. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer Bible. Well, I think some of the roadblocks to including these are time. You know, if you are trying to put something together yourself, especially one time I remember when I was before I had my program and I had an art teacher for my kids, I tried to put an art class together and I was on Pinterest. I was on YouTube. I was putting I I was really trying just to build a lesson and I had a pin board full of art lessons I was going to do with my kids that year. And so I started with the first one and I got materials and I got, you know, the book from the library and all of these things. And by the time I finally was able to sit down and do it with my kids, first of all, it was the only thing we did that day. And it was also the only art lesson that we did all year. (laughs) So Uh it's just hard to do it yourself if you aren't the expert, if you aren't, if you don't know really what you're doing or you're not, you know, you don't have the resources. So that's something that's very, very difficult when you're putting it together yourself. But also another potential roadblock would be the schedule if you are, you know, trying to decide what your kids are going to be involved in if you're going to be driving them to all of these activities. That's also really, really challenging. So the and even are they going to like it? You know, you sign right. your kids up for a class or or a sport and then you decide or you realize like we did with one of my kids, he does not like playing organized sports and yeah. gets very frustrated dealing with, you know, the team dynamics, which could be good for him. But also at the same time, is this the best environment for him to learn? Right. So that's another that's a roadblock as well. And then um, the third roadblock I would mention would be just um, when you do sign up for things like that, you're very it's very limited in your choices. Like you are going to commit to soccer, you know, or piano lessons. It's 
very specific and even a little bit more performance minded where your kids have to really be on and they have to be engaged and love it or they're not going to be successful. Right. Those are some roadblocks. Um, so I think that the the way to kind of get get through that or get around that is to really have a solid plan to find the resources that are going to make it easy for you to include. Mm-hmm. You know, if if it's not easy and if it doesn't fit, this is what I always say, if it does if it's not easy and it doesn't fit on paper, like if you can't make a perfect schedule, you're never going to follow a perfect schedule. Right. But if you can't schedule out a perfect day <laughs> or week and get it all in, it's it's for sure not going to happen in real life. Exactly. You have to be very very reasonable about what you what you can include and then pick resources that will allow you to include that and stay consistent with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And kind of doubling back to something that you said early on, we are able to use these opportunities and these different extracurricular enrichment type subjects to expose our kids to a lot of different things. But we also have to be very, very careful that we are not wedging them into something that they have absolutely no interest in like you were noting with your child that doesn't like organized sports. Mm-hmm. If we are so determined that our child is going to you know, play the piano or whatever it is, that we push, push, push when that really is not in their wheelhouse, that is not something that, that God has put inside of them, we are setting ourselves up to create a lot of friction and possibly provoke to wrath, mm-hmm. um, breaking our relationship over something that we've decided is super important for them to dive headfirst into that maybe is not God's plan for them. So we want to be really careful about that as well. Sure, of course. Yeah. And I, there's they've actually done studies about this where there was a book I read. It was called Range, and I can't remember the author, but they took athletes that started very young and were pushed by their parents to become pro athletes versus some athletes that were not pushed into it and followed the trend of that over time and have found that most of the time kids that are kind of gradually go into it, they are involved in a wide variety of things as when they're young, they will slowly and over time find their path in that one thing that they are most passionate in. So, Um, more often than if you um, like what Tiger Woods went through where he started, you know, I mean, he's he's a little bit of a different story because he came like out of the womb swinging, you know, (laughs) but but people try to do that with their kids when they're not Tiger Woods. And that's the exception. When you look at most pro athletes, they got there on their own terms. And even if their parents were also athletes, you know, they got there on their own. So it's very, very interesting, the studies that are behind that. And so just think it's very important to not pigeonhole your kids and and allow them to find their own passions by giving them a wide variety of opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that it's it's so important to recognize that they should work with your family mission and not against you. So over committing to a whole bunch of different things, having each child in multiple things at once so that, you know, you never find yourself at home at the same time ever right. is really damaging to the environment that I think you really want to create in your home. 
And it takes away from your time to go for the hearts of your kids. And ultimately, that is your call. So you want to make sure that these are tools that actually support that call, allow you to to raise kids who are going to be so well-rounded and so adaptable that they are able to go into any situation that God may place them and have great conversations and be able to to kind of plug in. These are great tools for, for pushing your kids in that direction, though they don't have to be a master of all of these. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And, you know, back to my my example that I was giving before about soccer, you know, putting your kids into soccer. I mean, that's great, like I said, if they're interested in it. But what if your kids are playing or the kids are outside and they are playing basketball? You know, don't you think, you know, wouldn't it be great or as your kids turn, you know, get older and are young adults and they're playing basketball and they don't know how to play basketball, you know, like right. these are like just just knowing the basics of how to do these things is just important, you know, so that they can do a pickup game of volleyball with new friends in college or they can, you know, know how at least the basics of, you know, these these sports so that they're not totally in the dark for things like yeah. that, like you said. And you know, and for the other, those uh, other enrichment subjects as well, just to be literate around these things and to have some base knowledge to be able to explore deeper if they ever get that interest might be in adulthood. You never know. So exactly. it's great to have a well-rounded, that well-rounded opportunities as kids. Yeah. Yeah. And just exposing them to a whole lot of different things is so powerful. I know for, and you even mentioned this, I, one of the roadblocks is time and and the effort of putting stuff together that's actually where you guys have have really been a help with what you created at hands-on homeschool for families can you tell us a little bit about what's available there and how families can plug into what you have to to really open the door unlock a lot of these things for their kids yeah of course so at the hands-on homeschool we have online programs that teach art music, PE, and STEM. And so we have our main program is the AMPS Learning Library, and AMPS stands for Art, Music, PE, and STEM. And it's a library of classes that are pre-recorded and on demand. So you, we help you create your schedule or your plan. Um, we walk you through it, but it's really self-paced. If you are moving forward, then you're moving forward. <laughs> and that way, it's it takes the prep work and the stress of planning out of off of the parent's shoulders. And really, the parent is able just to be the facilitator and to be able to sit down and do the art, you know, with their with their kids without being, you know, completely overwhelmed by the time they finally get around to getting, you know, getting it going. So it's uh, it's meant to help parents include these subjects and do exactly what we have been talking about today, you know, and in addition to that library where it's all of the subjects, we also have individual libraries. So if you if a parent wants, you know, just a music, just music classes, they can get the music library and that would help them again with that general music exploration and hands on activities, things like that. So it's a way that you can, you know, start your day with that. You can do it on Friday and have that be just one day for, you know, exploration in these areas. Or again, if it fits on, if it doesn't fit on your paper, you know, it's not going to get done. So we encourage everyone to plan it out and we walk through that. 
with suggested resources and all of that. So it's a way to really help parents actually do what we've been talking about. So, so needed and so helpful. And I'm really glad that the Lord led you guys in that way. How can families find you? How can they can connect and kind of what are the steps that they would take once they get there? Sure. The website is thehandsonhomeschool.com. And on the website, on the main page, we'll have all of the information. You can start with sample classes that are free. You can also go and explore what's inside the AMPS Learning Library. It'll also show you where our our individual courses, the single course libraries are. You can kind of pick your path from there however you want. I would recommend starting with the sample classes and exploring the AMPS Learning Library a little bit more and then from there deciding the next thing. Sounds good. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for sharing both your expertise and but also the practical strategies and ways that we can start incorporating these truly enriching things into our homeschool. I appreciate your joining us. Thank you. I've really enjoyed talking to you. To everyone else out there, I hope that this has been helpful for you. I hope maybe it's given you some ideas as to ways that you can introduce your children to a lot of different things so that they can really kind of figure out where where their gifts lie. You can get to know what really excites them. And, and as they get older, you can start leaning into those things. But it, it's so good to give our kids a well-rounded education where they're able, as they grow up, to be comfortable in any situation that they find themselves in. And like Rachel said, exposure to these things really does help in so, so many ways in what we would deem the core subjects or the things that we want to make sure we're fitting into our days. These actually enhance those. So I definitely want to encourage you not to overlook them. Check out the Hands-On Homeschool if you're looking for a great place to find a lot of these resources and classes. That's the handsonhomeschool.com. We'll link that in the show notes for you so that you can connect with them. You know, we tell you all the time that the Great Commission begins right there at home. And how you prepare your kids to go out and engage with others is a huge way for how that you are preparing them to share that from the home where your Jerusalem is to Samaria, Judea, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So I hope that that you will take seriously the role that you have and the opportunities that you have investing in your kids and really allow these things to be relationship building and fun and memory building for all of you. I think that you'll be amazed at how how good of a time that you will have as you all study music and art and, and get active together. So have a great, great rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm -hmm.